Uh, sushi cats are a thing that happen when uh, people get weird. What the fuck's going on down there? Episode 405, April 29, 2016, it's WTFTFW. I am Vangelis, and that is Seth. Hi, that's me. Hi, Seth. Hi, Vangelis. Uh, me and my mom and my brother pieced together the very first film I ever saw in a theater. We figured pieced it out. together? Like, was it not edited? Well, we, we couldn't remember <laughs> what find it was. It find an old chopped up VHS tape and put uh, it together? That's, that's a VHS tape. I mean, the first film that I was in a theater to see. Oh... Uh, and I was two years old, so I don't remember anything about the film, at least from that viewing. But the first time I was ever in a theater and a film was playing was for Crocodile Dundee. Nice. I've never actually sat down to watch it properly since then, so I don't know a ton about it. I saw it in the theaters, too. But I was older, so... Nah. I actually remember seeing it. No, I don't, I don't remember a thing. We were, uh, we were trying to figure it out. My mom for, at first was insistent, oh, it was The Crow. Cause, but I was like, no, it's the first R-rated film I saw in a theater because she took me in to see The Crow. Uh, uh, but before that were like Disney movies and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, I also saw in the theater. I think I saw that on VHS. Yeah, that was, I think, the first Star Trek movie I ever saw. And I didn't know nothing about no Star Trek movies or anything because all I'd seen was... Next generation, so I was confused. I don't know nothing about no Star Trekking. <laughs> That's right. There ain't no war. There ain't no laser swords. How boring. Seth, this week was not boring at all for Transformers news because someone on the Weibo uh, just leaked out a whole pile of things that we probably shouldn't be seeing. Yeah, and on the last show, you guys were all like, there's probably no news for a while. Yep. We're so sure of ourselves. And here comes Weibo. We're just going to do nothing but listener questions from here on out. Yep. Look who's wrong. Look who's got egg on their face, you guys. Some guy with a leak source just stomped onto Weibo. Uh, username at Grave. Uh, and Grave. And a whole, whole bunch of 2017 Titans Return stuff. Um, so... I want to go into a little bit about like the nature of the pictures we're looking at and that everyone has now seen. These were the kind of things that were part of the reason why Hasbro panels at BotCons classically didn't allow photography because they would show this kind of stuff, uh, which is like internal design documents, which talk about uh, mold c- plastic colors in the molds, deco colors using internal definitions and, and jargon for what those colors are. Um, like, you know, pointing out what is what color and where, like that, also having like a designer name at the top and some, some coded numbers. That's all stuff that the public is not supposed to see for various internal reasons. Uh, if you want to actually figure out what those are, like off the top of my head, this seems like the kind of thing that would make it easier for a knockoff company to duplicate the toy since they would know like what part is what and where before the toy even comes out. Um, hypothetical, of course, like not very likely now, but, uh. That's why it's kind of big. That's why you might see some fans on social media re- reacting to these photos with, oh my god, what's going on? Why is this stuff leaking out? Hasbro needs to get their ship in order, etc., etc. Uh, it's because this is the kind of stuff that we actually really shouldn't be seeing. It is not for public consumption. Um, and it's also for toys that won't be out for like a year. So get ready for knowing every reveal at the next couple of big toy reveal shows for the rest of 2016. <laughs> Woo! 
Um, that's about it. The, the only worry I have is like these. He's probably he's he's like leading the line right now, so he's probably not. But like John Warden, John Warden's name is at the top of a bunch of these as designer. Um, my only worry is that like this stuff isn't supposed to leak out. This is probably leaking out from either a new factory or a new like. Uh, what, what not PR rep, but like a sales rep, basically somewhere along the chain, like above where the designers would be. But I, I, the only thing I worry about is someone on the design team taking some kind of fall or getting thrown under some kind of bus over this stuff leaking out. Um, that's my only worry. Beyond that, I used to be the kind of person who would be like, I, they got it. This is bad for Hasbro, and this is bad for us. It's like I, it's actually not really like Hasbro is a massive corporation. It doesn't need me worrying about its internal security. I just don't want good designers to take the fall for something that they probably didn't do. Unless they did, in which case they got it coming. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth, uh, all this stuff leaking out. Um, I can't remember the last Hasbro panel you might have been at, but does any of this look vaguely familiar? Yeah, I mean, I we've definitely seen these sorts of images before where they, like, have little lines pointing to exactly what pantone color or whatever things are mm. um and they're cool to see it's like yeah it's interesting like these these kind of breakdowns of you know what everything is and like having the the tampo art and a little side box is a it, it's neat to see and it also i hope nobody gets in trouble for any of this um who knows what happened yeah i, I blame hackers <laughs> yeah i mean uh the silver lining to this is if you have an interest in like the deeper level of the 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 making of transformer toys if you have an interest in transformer toys beyond them being transformers toys this is really cool stuff to see uh well it's like seeing like the animation <clears throat> model sheets for a cartoon yeah yeah or like here's a bunch of poses for the character and like notes like the this character is never too blank or make sure the slump the shoulders as such or like uh there's something where like the the animation sheet model sheets for like the road runner and coyote yeah like had notes about like the coyotes never meant to be harmed in any way that wasn't his own doing the the road runner never instigates anything or initiates any conflict and yeah always reacts yeah and uh like that stuff's just kind of it's interesting it's like getting to see another layer of the thing you enjoy yeah and, and, and so that's a silver lining uh and also the other part of the silver lining is like if anyone ever doubted that like there is actually a really long lead time on transformer toys existing depending on when these ones come out like measure that time like we've heard before it's like usually around like 12 to 18 months for a toy to go from like day one to day on shelf and so like these are you know these these may look somewhat finished uh or not depending on how photoshopped you think the colors are but like we're not going to see these for a long time most probably yeah and were people like doubting those estimates in the past like oh it's like 12 to 18 months no it isn't I've, You're lying. I've always heard now and then an undercurrent uh, of like, how do I put this? Because it's not like like the the act of saying one should not take everything Hasbro says at a Hasbro panel at face value is like yes, that's critical thinking to a degree. But 
think also about what motivation Hasbro would have to lie about things or mislead people about the lead time on the production of their toys. Like there's every yeah. now and then you get a reply somewhere of someone. It's, it's usually just a case of very innocent ignorance of like, because if you just tell someone, hey, that toy took 18 months to make, it's not unbelievable for someone to react to that. Like, pardon me, what? You know, if you're pointing at a really simple deluxe or something. Um, it doesn't seem ridiculous in my opinion, though. It's, yeah, I, I don't think it is either. But I mean, I, I'm really biased because I've been knee deep in this kind of stuff for so long. So I think about the newbies and I, I think that it's it's not unreasonable. But yeah, I've, I've every now and then seen like the, the sentiment here and there. And I'm hoping that like another silver lining of this uh, leak would be, hey, now we have like the most concrete proof in the world. <laughs> the toys yeah. take a while. But yeah, uh, we're also going to actually talk about the contents of these things, too. Uh, the Of all these things, there was one piece of art that leaked. Everything else was design sheets. The art also worries me because artists usually are contracted in or they're freelance. And I, th I feel like that makes them more disposable if someone says they want someone to be the scapegoat for what happened or to be responsible for what happened. So I hope that no artists are in trouble over this stuff either, unless, it, you know, they are the one who leaked it, in which case, yeah, you'd... Well, like, being these, like, model sheets, like, that seems like something that could leak out of a factory, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that six-shot picture, specifically. Yeah. Like, that. that's one where I'm like, I hope an artist isn't going to get in trouble. But if there's a six-shot Titan Master, as this seems to imply, that there will be, mm -hmm. like, aren't they going to need that artwork for packaging? They will. So that's another thing that could just be a factory leak. Yeah. And then, you know, Hasbro has switched factories from China to Vietnam to India, and I think they're operating in all three countries right now. So there's there's all kinds of places for stuff to slip through at the moment. And I, I'm not going to disagree. Like, I, I, I would I would echo the sentiment of I sure hope Hasbro can button this up sooner than later, because as a fan, this does rob a lot of the excitement of basically the rest of the year's events, because the it. It seems very unlikely there's going to be much of anything as far as a surprise uh, at, at San Diego or at New York Comic Con. Because uh -huh. what else is there really, aside from like one or two toys? Uh, but, Seth, let's talk about uh, the toys. Unless you, you want to, because there's not much to really operate off a of six shot. Uh, that six shot looks a hell of a lot like six shot. That doesn't look like a guy who's like planned to be retooled into anything. That doesn't look like, that doesn't even really look like a, a small toy. Like, the way that it's drawn. They're going to retool it so you can't do all six modes and re-release it as four shot. Four shot. <laughs> it's a downgrade. They're going, they're trying something new. Instead of upgrading things, they're going to downgrade one. See how it flies. I saw some people debating about, like, they were trying to figure out, like, looking at this image, like, how much of each mode can you see? Someone, like, figured out that the, the bottoms of his beast claws you can kind of see on the cuffs of his wrists. Yeah. Um... And that that's really if this if this is actually a six changing six shot, that's really cool. Cause that seems like another one of those things that I would have assumed there would be no real audience for uh in the grander scheme. So it's not something I ever really expected on an official level. Well I mean, with something like six shot, I mean, I don't know if there were back in the day when he first came out, people clamoring for a six changer. I mean, I think everyone was still blown away by the idea of triple changers yeah. um so i don't think it's the sort of thing it's like i don't know if kids today can be convinced that something that turns into six things is cool oh um, yeah yeah. I, it, yeah it 
it's it, to me the unlikely aspect of it would be Hasbro wanting to you know take the time to make it happen and fit in modern budgets and everything. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. Like it's, it's it, the six mode thing is really elaborate, even if you know half the modes are a bit questionable. Uh, all the moving parts and everything, like it's hard to fit in nowadays. Yeah. Um, and he's also going to be a head, headmaster, I guess, or a Titan master guy. So that that we could pretend that's like a seventh mode. This his head turns into a little man. Headless mode. Yeah, <laughs> that's the weird part of some of the characters popping up in these leaks. Because um, this is this is something I was wondering about, like, you know, down the line with Titans Return, like, who are they going to make but make as also a headmaster? Because that's what has to happen for the next year. Yeah, it's. It's almost too bad that the heads have their own names. Yeah. And that it it wasn't just, okay, this little robot that turns into the head is Megatron. And then the like the, the body, the vehicle, is just like like a additional upgrade mech thing that they attach to. Yeah. I mean that falls into the realm also of you could just say that's what's happening. Yeah. And I think like you know the Japanese version of this they're they're going very much um cartoon centric. So as far as I know they're just advertising all their characters as this is the character and his head comes off and turns into himself or something. Like I don't think they have names for the heads in the Japanese releases unless I missed something. And I could have but uh, talking about the actual photos, let's talk about uh, that Megatron first. Um, okay. Voyager. He does not have Tampo art. He has stickers. Yeah. Foil oh, labels. Foil labels. Stickers. Uh, so this is, uh, yeah, this, the stickers on this guy, there's one thing I want, is I would like it if those chest stickers that have the little swirly gigs on them. Uh-huh. Make it a clear label with the black being the ink, and then those will work. If that's a gray label going on a painted gray chest, that's exactly what didn't work on the leader one. So hopefully that is not what happens again. Well, I mean, it's kind of looking like that's what it is, because if it's on the same sheet as all the other stickers, then doesn't it have to be? Yeah, most probably. The, the gray and not clear. Well, maybe maybe the whole sheet is is unclear, and then the red and the black and everything are all just printed on it. Like I, I'm just I'm hoping. I don't know. I think you're going to be disappointed. I most probably will. I'm, what's going to happen is this will come out. I will look at the labels and go, "Well, that's cute," and then wait for like a repper label sheet. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, he comes with Autobot stickers in case you like comic books. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, I was talking to Mikey, uh, who's a paleontologist in Ireland, about that. He he uh, mentioned on Twitter, and I very much agreed. Like. Uh, More Than Meets the Eye of the comic book is in a certain place right now, and me and Mikey have a bit of a fear, but seeing the Autobot stickers on there doesn't confirm anything, but it's nice that, like, this toy, even this leak, is not really spoiling anything about what may or may not go down. Um, Well, even if there's no plan to make Megatron a Decepticon again in the comics, or no plan of it happening anytime soon... There's going to be some people like me that they want their Megatron to be a Decepticon. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, the, the sticker sheet, like, like you know, right down to the fact that on the image of the toy, the Decepticon logo is there. Like, that's clearly the intended sticker. But I'm happy to see two Autobot ones there as, like, 
I don't know. It's like they're, it's not blowing something if something's happening. It's like, no, we're just going to give you both, like before, like with the leader one. Yeah. Um, I we, think I think the general audience of Toy Buyer, like the not fan, like the kids and the parents, would be really confused if there was an Autobot Megatron on the shelf. That would, that would sell some comics. Let's put a blurb. What's up? Go check comicsology.com slash what's up with Megatron. <laughs> what's so up with that? There's a whole list of issues that you can read. Get it. Um, so this image is just the robot mode and the headmaster. We're not seeing any vehicle mode. Like it looks like there's treadish stuff on him. Um, but the Voyager toys for Titans Return are all triple changers. So my thought was, oh, does he have a third mode? Someone on Twitter told me those big red stickers look like wing stickers. So I wonder if he is a tank jet man. Oh, you mean a, like a Blitzwing yeah. sort of a situation? Yeah. Oh, boy. A Blitzwing situation. Oh, boy. You know, the classic. Classic Blitzwing situation. There is like a little stumpy thing sticking up behind his head. Oh. Could be like a cannon barrel. A stumpy thing. That's, to, that's the pipe to shoot at people who are flying above him. Yeah. That's a reference and to a conversation we had about half an yeah, hour. Yeah, that's a secret conversation. It's yeah. not it's not for it's not for the commoners it's not for you listener but may, maybe could maybe his like fusion cannon thing stick on the end of that stump for when uh-huh. he's in tank mode could be and then if there is a blitzwing version then it would have like something that doesn't look like megatron's fusion cannon yeah, I mean, the, the level of retooling that toys can, can potentially go through ever since Combiner Wars is like who knows now? There could be a ton of retooling. There could just be new headmasters. Like, who knows? Um, so that that's kind of exciting. I also posited on Twitter, and maybe I like I don't know how clear I made it. Like, I was just, this is all hypothetical. I don't actually know things. But at Vacon, they had, like, an Overlord tease that was, like, a tank and a jet kind of pushing into each other. And it's, like, 2017. Uh, apparently, they, they literally said something about, like, they used the word over and lord in a sentence or something like that. But my immediate thought was, like, hey, how... How much would it suck for everyone if the actual teaser meant, oh, we're going to have a triple changer Megatron. Oh, you all thought it was Overlord. Sorry. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't get over your head. It's only <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? And then the first tomato is already in the air. Uh, um, splat. So yeah, I think this like you know we don't know the alt modes, but that's a cool Megatron robot mode. It's the proportions look pretty nice, um, and it it looks to me like he's got a bit more of a natural flow to his stance than the leader toy, who kind of looked stickish at times. Yeah, um, they're about his proportions. There's something that I uh, I disagree a little bit. Like mm. I think his legs are a little underwhelming. Yeah. Like his chest and arms are huge and then he's got kind of little legs. Um it's the exact same thing that I'm planning on saying about the Rodimus. I got things to say about the Rodimus. Or hot rod yeah. or whatever. Um So the like both these guys, like both Hot Rod and Megatron look like a a dude from the eighties who <laughs> only does upper body workouts and never worked out his legs. Skipping leg day. Yeah. Like my old roommate. Yeah, it's big chest, big arms, and then he would wear shorts, and he'd be like, "Come on, man, you're gonna tip over." You're like, "Come on, baggy pants, they're good." 
Yeah, just <laughs> cover your little twig legs. You, you, you look top-heavy like you're going to tip over in a breeze. You're showing your weak point. People are going to attack you there if they decide yep. to attack you. I would. Yeah, me too. Ugh. Almost did. <laughs> that, that roommate ship didn't end friendly. <laughs> it ended with remarks about tiny legs, I'm guessing. Well, there's no. probably other things you would talk no. about. That's that would yeah. that'd be there weird if that was the ship. crux of the roommate ship <laughs> ending. Your legs are too small. I don't like your skinny legs. <laughs> they bother me. Um, but along with this Megatron, there's also going to be a Voyager Optimus who looks very Laser Prime, which I always like to see. Um, the the deluxe Laser Prime that we got six years ago. Uh, it's not a bad toy, but no, it was all right. Yeah, I liked it. I, I'm okay with another go at that at that approach that is a little bit more blocky, a little bit more hero proportions. Um, and then the cool thing is the optional head, which is like, you know, the other face that you could have on that headmaster. I guess it's like that's the pre-tool. They have an Optimus Prime head, but then like a Star Convoy head with a bigger V-fin. Um, I also wonder if, because I mean, this guy's going to be a triple changer as well if he's a Voyager. So I wonder, the thing I was wondering before people started talking about the jet-shaped or the wing-shaped stickers on Megatron is with Optimus... Like, the third mode on a Voyager toy, they've usually been vehicular triple changers, but the leader toys have triple changed more along the lines of Blaster's now just going to pour himself out on the floor and he's a base. So I wonder if, like, with Optimus, maybe he'll be, like, truck robot and then pour himself out on the floor and he's a tiny base. Um, If he's Laser Prime, you know, it would be cool if he turned into his trailer's base mode from that old toy. That would be kind of neat with the disc launcher and stuff. Well, be better than the uh, Star Convoy base mode. Yeah. <laughs> which just looks like Star Convoy. Looks like his legs some exploded. Weird yoga. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, his head is just there. Yeah. Like, Help <laughs> it's me. A fortress with a giant head on top looking well, around. It looks like he stepped on a landmine that blew his legs in half and his, his guts are falling out and he's just sitting there like, help me. Please help me. Um, the, if we're going to look at the, at the label art for any clues, like those are clearly the kinds of stripes that would be on the side of Optimus Prime's trailer. Yeah. And he's like got wheels on his forearm. So he probably turns into a truck. At least, you know, one of his modes would be a truck. Um, and I think, I I don't really see where there's a lot of room for more than a truck. Yeah. Out of that. I mean, I figure it's like one of those weird, the little kind of just like a bunch of extra stuff. Like on his, like the the back part of the truck where a trailer would attach to, and then that just is gray with the stripes on it yeah. to sort of get that reference in, and hide the fact that they had just like a bunch of extra junk to put on the backs of the legs when he's in truck mode. Well, I figure if he turns into a truck that has an implied trailer, that gives him enough bulk to turn into either a jet or a tank, albeit probably not a convincing jet. Um, cause like turning into a tank would basically be like fold into a block and then treads come out. So I see like, also, you know, we only see the robot mode here and he's fa- he's like straight on facing us. There's clearly some, some mush on his back given like the, you know, there's something between his arms and his torso, uh, filling in that space. We can't really see what it is. Um, but I, I like I like the idea of a sword wielding laser prime at a Voyager size. That's exciting to me because it also means I can get a whole new repaint as Scourge from Rid Two Thousand. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, two of the photos here uh, are things we haven't seen, but they're toys we've seen now, which is Weird Wolf or Wolf Wire and uh, Wolf Mind Wipe. So those two are a bit less exciting to talk about, aside from, you know, if you really want to get nitty gritty onto Deco Choice stuff. Um, so I figure we can pass over those for now because we've seen the physical toys, which also is if you if you're worried about not being excited about seeing anything over the year at, at you know, the next two major trade shows. The upside is if they bring anything that's leaked in the physical, then every photo of it is going to be fresher and probably more useful than these photos because it'll be the actual toy from different angles. But uh, let's talk about uh, Trigger Happy. I almost called him Crossfire. The blue Target Master Jet, who I've had since I was a kid, uh, I'm really happy to see him here as a, like a new toy because I always really liked this toy. Um, and I was wondering if Titan Masters would just start dipping into the other Masters of that era. Um, what with the fact that the little Headmaster guys, like every one of them also gets a seat somewhere on a gun with most of these toys. Uh, but Trigger Happy looks, like, just way hell of, like, Trigger Happy. Like, this is Trigger Happy, the Target Master. He happens to be a Headmaster now, but, like, the robot mode and the jet mode are super spot on. Like, right down to the those twin cannons, like, folding out of the way of his fists, only on this toy. I'm assuming they're going to actually lock in rather than just flop back down, like, on my old one. Um, so I'm, I'm digging this a whole lot. Seth, do you feel anything about Trigger Happy? This... I mean, just from this picture, it's one of those rare cases where I think the vehicle mode looks super rad and the robot mode is just sort of playing looking. Mm -hmm. Like, I really dig that space jet mode. It looks rad. It looks like something from a cool video game. Yeah. I really like that that <laughs> jet mode. It's badass. Yeah, I always love just like the double twin link cannons jutting out the front. Like, it's that's character. It's like, I like guns and I got some. That's his tech spec quote, by the way. <laughs> Is it? No, or it's it not. Be. I don't. Yeah, it should, should be. be. I don't remember. It should be. I don't remember his tech spec quote, so I guess it wasn't very good. I'm oh. happy for triggers. <laughs> <laughs> I love pulling things. I love triggers. They make <laughs> me feel good inside. Oh, yeah. So that's trigger happy. The I'm a headmaster now. The only, thing I'm, triggers. the only thing I'm a little worried about is he doesn't seem to have an actual gun in this, these photos, whereas a lot of these design photos are showing accessories separate on the deluxes, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, they could just be, they could just grab one of the other guns with a seat in it for him, and it would probably be fine. Well, then he just fold his hands back into his hollow-ass forearms, because that's a thing we do, and then... Uh, flip those guns down and then then he just has like giant gun arms he has the best guns then oh i always wondered about how that would look with elbows too because that, that's like on the old g1 toy um but that toy i don't believe had elbows this guy you could actually put in cool poses with like giant twin lasers for hands i'm all excited about this now um the other big fresh mold we saw here is uh, one of the monster bots double cross um or he's got a he's got like a better name now, but I can't remember what it was. It's like twin something or other. But anyway, it's the well, two headed it says one. Double cross on the thing. It does. I it mean I I don't know if that or means did that they, they have to change the name after the fact. I don't, I don't know if that means that they've got the name back, or if because this is an internal document, that's just the name they're putting there while they like secure the other one. But. Uh, so this is where I feel kind of bad because I always remember Repugnus and I always remember Grotesque. And then I remember there's a two-headed one, and I always forget his name. 
So the one who I always forget is the one that they're making. Um, but he looks really good. Like, I love his robot mode, especially. Uh, they, they do the thing I like where a two-headed dragon robot just gets the dragons as hands, uh, <laughs> which is, like, a thing I enjoy. Uh, he, he looks he looks like he's got really... Like, I like his proportions a lot. It looks like there's a decent-looking actual elbow joint to use with the dragon head hands. Uh, so I'm, I'm digging this guy. I just... Now, if like if this guy comes out, 2017 is going to be me whining about the lack of a deluxe repugnance and grotesque to go with them until those happen, if they ever happen. So they've opened a new can right as they're like on the cusp of making a Legends kickback and closing that can. They've opened a brand well, new one. If this is a year 18 months out, unless there's some more unleaked designs, like isn't that going to like be? Aren't these going to be like the end? figures well, if one, they're that far out one of the the photos that leaked that had like more artwork on it um says that these get these deluxes are from uh the first wave of 2017 which means that they'll probably mm. be out like in december most probably this year um there's usually a wave or two after that yeah not new mold wave or two but uh you know i have, i'm just gonna hope because that that usually works doesn't usually work uh, Seth, well, they're good. Okay, well, two things. Uh, one, going, and this is something that I thought, like, way back when I was a kid and the original Double Cross came out, was Double Cross, that seems like a terrible name for an Autobot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like someone you should not trust. Um, And then, like, so with those elbows... I think he's gonna have those curl arms. I I want to believe you, you bend that elbow, and now the dragon head's gonna be upside down. I want to believe that there's enough swivel in there for everything. That like it looks to me like there are cuts, like it could swivel the way that I want it to. I don't know, man. If not, then at least I can pose him like crossing his arms in front of his chest, and that's gonna be his one pose. Okay, I think you're gonna have to settle for that. I I can I can settle for that. Um. Well, another cool thing here is uh, instead of like a label sheet, this guy he's got that tempo art box on the upper yeah. right. So like I those like are the tempo art box. Yeah, those are like the tempos, and you can see like it's pointing out where those specific like stencils would be applied on the factory or the production level. That's kind of neat to me, anyway. The Autobot logos in two parts. Yeah, there's an outline, and like the out, you do the first part in white, then the next yeah, part it's in just red. The, the white. And then the red on top, so you get all the out, the lines. And, and it's just des- it's describing that there, like right right next to his head, like over white, over red. That's kind of cool. Remember the first Armada figures that just had those sculpted Autobot and Decepticon logos painted solid, the blob. And then everyone freaked out, and Aaron Archer was like, "I didn't think anyone would care that much." Yeah, poor Aaron Archer. He's like, they're fresh off Batman. He's like, all right, Transformers. <laughs> Oh, crap, they're all mad. <laughs> and he fixed it all on that hot rod colored hot shot. He was like the the toy that had the fixed face sculpt and the fixed insignia. Yep. I remember that back in the day. That was fun. That was like a new, that was a, a new era. There was a lot of discovery for us. And that's when Transformer fans generated their sense of entitlement. Like, if we could get our way on this, we could get our way on anything. See, they changed the stupid face sculpt. They could change anything now. 18 months is a lie. Hashtag 18 months is a lie. So Double Cross is happening, and uh, 
I saw uh, somewhere on my Twitter, someone mentioned it looks like, because his chest has that core in it, like that black kind of spine that doesn't seem to move. Uh, someone uh, was musing that that looks like a piece that could be swapped out for a Combiner Wars uh, combiner peg like the Deluxes have. Like that, it looks like a, maybe a modular housing for potential future retools. And that would be neat if it is. I don't expect mm. it to be, but that would yeah. be pretty cool. Um, the other uh, new figure here in this first link, anyway, is uh, a retool, repaint, whatever it is, with a new head, headmaster, new headmaster, of uh, Chrome Dome as Getaway, one of the Power Masters, also a very active character in the comic books right now. Uh, I always liked this guy's color scheme. I was real happy that he became a feature character in the comics, so I'm real happy that he's getting a toy, too. Um, some people aren't, because he recently in the comics did a fairly horrible thing. But uh, I like characters who do horrible things because they usually get theirs. And he kind of got his. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this. I, I love the color schemes of all three Autobot Power Masters. Uh, this guy was always my favorite, though. So I'm, I'm real stoked. Uh, Seth, did you ever have any, any feelings for Getaway? No. Like, the, this was one of those kind of things that came, like, way late in the whole deal. But I kind of associate that kind of toy coloring like the mostly white and then red windshield there's like a familiarity to his color scheme that i think was kind of a thing that i saw a lot of in that era and i kind of associate it with things not being as good as they used to be it's i don't know it's like some weird thing in my head that i'm sure nobody is going to understand this, this guy but is it just feels i mean just i don't know something about the color scheme feels cheaper to me this guy's red white and blue are you saying america feels cheaper to you no because america doesn't have that much white in it or does it make america great again <laughs> i didn't want to say anything but like it was right there it was like a big steak just sitting on the table and i couldn't just ignore it like there's so many worse things if anyone's upset that i said that i oh man you should have oh the other thoughts that i had <laughs> this is why we should never become a telepathic species yeah you never want to know what the other person's thinking yeah if you're an sjw you would not want to have heard any of my other jokes <laughs> or an mra i had an mra done once on my teeth that's how they figured out that I needed uh, to get my wisdoms out. Um, but the last toy in that artwork sheet was a hot rod, and it's like, oh, I wonder what the hot rod looks like. I wonder if he's a retool or something. Uh, today, the Titans Return hot rod design sheet leaked out. So there you go. There you uh, go. We can talk, no need to wonder. We can talk about this hot rod now. He looks like he's a, a brand new toy. Um, and so when the news you know pops up of, hey, they, they're going to do a deluxe hot rod, Headmaster or not, everyone's like, oh, finally, they're going to do a deluxe hot rod, and, like, 80s hot rod just got his toy with the Masterpiece toy, and, and the Generations often references the comics, they're going to finally do More Than Meets the Eye hot rod, finally, after all this time. Uh, this is just another very 80s hot rod, extremely 80s hot rod, uh, has nothing to do with the comic books, damn it, but... His car mode, I think, looks really nice in that one angle we can see. I like the way that the, the lines of its silhouette are playing off each other. That looks really cool. Uh, his robot mode has shoulders for days. Um, and I think that 
there's a way those could be looked at and even delivered with paint and whatnot so that it looks like he has regular arms and then big shoulder pieces on them. But this viewing angle just makes it look like his arms are too big. Way yeah, too big. <laughs> with how far his chest is sticking out, and I want to say those are kind of, they seem, um, you know, kind of in in continuity to general hot rod shapes. Mm. Um, it just, like, with that Megatron, it seems like he's got little underdeveloped legs in some ways, and these, like, massive gorilla arms. Yeah, but I do like the vehicle mode. The vehicle mode looks really cool. It's got, like, cool curved swoops to it that yeah. I'm digging. And I like that the hood of the vehicle mode is the chest. Like, those are the same piece. Yeah. That's that's surprisingly rare on non-Masterpiece Hot Rods of late. Uh, so that's, that's really nice to see. Uh, it looks like there might be a thing going on with, like, if you look at him from the side on his chest, like, bits of orange and red sticking out with some black between them kind of gives it a touch of, like, Little bit of flame pattern design sticking out past the the the, the painted one, um, and I feel like this is a toy where if like like this viewing angle probably is just not very kind to him. This it seems likely to me, or at least feasible. Sorry to me that if you get this guy in hand, you turn him over in your hands, his arms are not going to look quite as crazy. Um, like I can I can totally see it being delivered in a way where those are pauldrons over real shoulders. His forearms have got a big plate of the car on either side, and there's, like, smaller forearms in there to match the legs. There's a way this could work. Um, but, yeah, at first glance, puffy chest, big arms, him and Megatron go to the same gym where they don't got no leg machines at all. Uh, it also looks like his Headmaster's robot mode is just going to be solid, unpainted gray, which is a shame. Uh, and there's debate over whether or not his two guns combine together. So I guess we'll find that out someday down the road. But... Everything leaked out. Everything. It it looks like they could from the picture. I mean, it definitely looks like there's a tab on the one. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you could put them together into like the double barrel, double finned thing. Yeah. Um, I like I'm I'm happy about a new hot rod toy either way because I like hot rod and he he usually has a nice looking car mode which generally makes for a decent robot. But and Hot Rod's also been desperate for just a nice, solid, deluxe toy since 10 years ago. So I'm, I'm hoping very much that this turns out all right. Uh, also, he's another Target Master reference, which is cool. Uh, apparently his, just reading the front page item, apparently that the robot mode of his Headmaster very much resembles the robot mode of his Target Master from back in the day, Firebolt. Um, so that's cool. Seth, it's a whole bunch of stuff leaked out. Holy crap. It did. Uh, this hot rod. So this guy's going to be like, it's going to be him, double cross, trigger happy, and getaway as wave one of 2017. That seems like a pretty solid wave to me as far, like just looking at those toys in a row. Uh, I feel, I feel okay about that. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Uh, I don't have a beef with it. I got mm -hmm. no beef. You only got beef with getaway's colors. Yeah. His all American I colors. I forgot about getaway. Getaway's garbage. <laughs> There are a lot of comic fans who would just agree with that quote. So you've got support. Whether you know it or not, you got support. Mm. But um, do I want that kind of support? No, you, you do. It's passionate. Okay. It's something you can mold to your, to your designs. Ooh, I can take advantage of it? Like most people do once they have support. Sounds good. 
make getaway great again. Uh, garbage. Just garbage. I'm trying to think if there's anything else from these leaks that I might have missed. I, th- I think I saw somewhere on Twitter at least that the the artwork of Hot Rod also leaked, or at least the line, the like black and white line art of it. But that's just the, the shot of him standing there with his head attaching to his body. So that's that's not a whole lot to add now that we can see the actual toy. Um, but yeah, I I think this stuff looks great. I I didn't, I don't mind knowing it now, but I feel like I would have been super okay learning about it when Hasbro wanted me to because I'm also still full of all the stuff revealed at BotCon, so I'm starting to feel a little bit fatigued of talking about brand new toy pictures, and that's not Hasbro's fault, really. But I think this makes a great case for why it's kind of nice to pace out your reveals. I don't know. Seth, how, how do you feel about just all this stuff dumping out one after another for these these couple of months? Well, I mean, it does kind of make it seem like there isn't much to look forward to for a while. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, and I'm sure people at Hasbro are really bummed out that their little release schedule is uh, all screwed up now. But, I mean, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. I hope they can button it up because I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not hoping to the point of like getting angry at stuff. Because I, as I said, there's, to me, there's a certain point where you, there's no reason to start sticking up for the giant corporation. They don't need your help, they're a giant corporation. Yeah, they, they're they going to be fine. They can buy help. In, <laughs> uh, and they won't reward you for your diligence, most probably. But, yeah, it would be nice if this, this stuff could be buttoned up sometime. <laughs> it's starting to get very silly. Um, but speaking of Rodimus, Seth, I picked us a listener question that seemed like we should just deal with this one today. This didn't come in all that long ago. This came from Requiem Prime, who said, Hey, Vangelis and the gang. I'm not sure how you, to get you to pick a question, but I've recently become a regular listener. So Requiem Prime, sending it in. That's for, Number yeah, one, send it in. Doesn't seem like there's any standards. <laughs> number two, ask a question that then gets answered by a product leak a few weeks later. Because yeah. his question is, given how anyone from past master lines appear to be one of Titan Returns bullet points, do you think we'll finally get a new Hot Rod or Rodimus as a surprise or late wave toy? While technically coming out alongside the movie cast box set, his old engineering is starting to look pretty dated next to everyone's much more modern molds. Uh, any other unannounced characters the dark parts of Yerna Collector are hoping for? Click. So I got good news for you, Requiem Prime. Uh, I think there is a good chance we're going to get a hot rod in Titans Return. Uh, I heard from a, I heard from a fly in my ear from, uh, from some ointment on, on my neck. I heard from, from some vines full of grapes that maybe it leaked out that there's a hot rod coming in Titans Return. It's a late wave. It's 2017 wave. That's what I heard, but it's a special answer just for you, sir. Uh, but to the other part of this, Seth. Is there anyone else from that Masters era, or anyone else, it doesn't, doesn't have to be a Masters era person, anyone else you kind of want to see happen in Titans Return? Yeah, it seems like they've really covered the bases in a lot of ways on the Headmasters. Oh, yeah. Um, and then a lot of the Target Masters, I mean, that there were, like, original Target Masters figures that were only ever Target Masters, but then there was a ton of them that uh, were older toys that they just gave a target master two um then like with the power masters i can't really think of that many off the top of my head like this was all the era when i was starting to drift out mm. so i don't know about that but i wouldn't mind seeing like a new 
like Voyager sized shockwave of some sort. That would be pretty cool, especially because his headmaster would ideally have a little bit of a unique shape or twist. Yeah. He might, I mean, because once his head is so boxish, they can maybe even experiment with the, like how the transformation even worked on it. Oh yeah. Like you, you don't have to deal with, you know, the, you don't have to follow the template. You can play around a little bit. I, I would actually love to see like a Voyager shockwave where his headmaster is just shockwave and he's got a target master who's also just shockwave. <laughs> Like, I kind of like the idea of somewhere in, like, the far-flung future, Shockwave has just become, like, a tiny robot, but he has tons, like, you know, like, Doom bots, like Doctor Doom. He's got all these different Shockwave bodies he can inhabit that can all, like, combine together or arm up another Shockwave. So it's like, you never know if you're actually dealing with the real Shockwave because his plans are so far-reaching. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, like... (sighs) I think you could maybe make like his little ears, just the arms. Yeah. I'm looking at a shockwave right now and just sort of trying to imagine how the head transformation could work. Uh, There's options. There's things you could do. I'd love to see that happen. Um, I mean, I I just said when we were talking about the photos, like now that there is a, a double cross happening, I would love to see repugnance and grotesque as well. But uh, the thing I'd really like to see Titans Return pull off somewhere, I don't know if it'll fit now that we've seen so much, but I'd love to see a design for a Titan Master who could, oh man, it's Shockwave holding Shockwave. Yes, yeah. yes. That that little Shockwave can also hold other little Shockwaves. I've tested it. I have two. I'm a I weirdo. had just taken that picture like two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, Shockwaves. Before we started the listener question. But, uh, what, I'd, what I'd love to see is I'd like to see a Titan Master who could like, have some kind of twisty bit so you could like change the the head from like one head to another head where you know you just change like the, sh- the mouth put a faceplate over it or something because then you could give me the two guys who i really want i want i really want titan's return to do armada sideways the motorcycle guy with the the, the two head headmaster gimmick thing i'd also love to see titan's return try a punch counter punch where he's got a changing headmaster who changes his identity from punch to counter punch that would also be oh, pretty that's cool smart. Yeah, that'd be cool. And like they could share the headmaster or something. I don't know, like or share the the engineering design, and that way you get your money out of it too. Seems unlikely, especially with Counterpunch being a subscription toy from the next, like from subscription number five, because that probably means that he's not happening anytime soon. But well, it came up before that. I'm blanking on the character's name, but that uh, motorcycle dude from Armada. Sideways. Sideways. That's been brought up. Yeah, that's that's the other one I'd like to see. Like. Sideways and Punch Counter Punch, I think, would be two really cool toys to make use of a variation of Titan's uh, Headmaster thing. As long as they keep that gimmick in Sideways where it makes the different faction symbols appear. Yeah. Ah, Sideways was such a cool toy that just needed a little bit more. It was so close. I like I like that I like the concept of that toy a lot. Just needed better limbs. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered your question, uh, Requiem Prime, especially the first part. Uh, Seth, I've, I actually lined us up a couple of listener questions here. Are you, uh, are you ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm always ready for a listener question, man. Coming in hot, fresh from Maluna's Tea. Unless it's from that guy. Throw it in the garbage. Uh, it's a good question. I, I, I don't trash good okay. questions. I, All right, we'll do it anyway. I don't trash any questions, do I? <laughs> um, 
he says, while recently messing with some 2001 R.I.D. toys, I realized something. I've not bought a Transformer with a missile launching gimmick since Revenge of the Fallen. Do you miss Transformers with missile launchers? I certainly don't, but their absence is kind of surprising. I assume they must exist in some form on toys that are simply not in my radar. Uh, What do you suppose a reason could be for focusing on more simple accessories over gimmicky weapons? My guesses would be it's better for the budget or there's a general lack of interest. Uh, P.S. Feel free to toss this one out to the podcast thread. No need to read that part in the show. I forgot about not reading that part in the show, but hey, podcast thread, chime in with your thoughts on missiles and toys. Seth, I agree with you. I'm, uh, there's... Generally, missiles on Transformers are a thing that are in a pile in the corner of the display, and then I forget whose missile is which. Right. And then it's a mess. Yeah, they're a thing that's easy to lose. They're a thing that is kind of a hassle, like, oh, do I keep the missile stuck in and I'm depressing the spring for who knows how many years? Or do I keep it loose and thus easier to lose? But then if also I have it stuck in and I'm depressing the spring... Who knows when it's just going to fire off, and then I wonder where that landed. Or yeah. if it's those those type, like, what, what were they called? Like the friction Oh, the launchers, pressure missiles. Pressure missiles. Yeah. Then that kind of goofs with the shapes of things, and you have these big, long sticks sticking out the backs of guns or out the elbows or wherever it's mounted. Um, like I prefer those. I prefer the pressure missiles over spring missiles because I'm not having to worry about them just like deciding to go f- sailing across the room for no reason. Take some effort to shoot those things off. But I don't like the the way it forces shapes to to change. Yeah, and have to make room for the big bulge that is the capturer of the pressure. Right. Um, and and like even when they're spring loaded, like going back to that Rodimus Prime that the other guy was saying looks dated. Like his gun is like massive bulbous cylinder shape because it, it, it was spring loaded. Yeah. Missile launcher. And then you, he has like fire coming out of his gun at all times. And it's just it, it's weird looking. No, I don't need no missiles. No, thank you. So I was saying, like, yeah, I haven't seen a missile in a toy in forever. Then I realized, like, the Megatron that came out in Combiner Wars, the leader-sized tank one, has a firing missile in his tank turret. I just forgot about it. Yeah, and that's in a tank turret. That's a Well, in general, like, I, 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 I think that when toy budgets changed in 2012, probably one of the first things that was real easy to start trimming out... For parts count and budget sake, as was said, it was probably missiles, because if it's a spring-loaded missile, you need a little spring in there that's a piece of metal. You need the trigger, you need the missile. Um, and then I think also, like, you know, on without getting into the collector-oriented side of it, it is also a thing that is that can be lost, that doesn't really have anywhere to go. Um, the only times when I really enjoy missiles is actually when they're on an implementation, like on Leader Megatron, where it isn't just a... Or no, wait, he's he's still got the little pull tab. I'm thinking of another toy. I'm thinking of Blitzwing. I like the way it works on Voyager Blitzwing from way back, well, a couple years back, because that's where you're not hitting a little switch to fire the missile. You're, like, pulling back the entire turret to kind of, like, cock the missile out. I think that's kind of fun as a motion. Um, the only other time I really like missiles are when it's on stuff like Optimal Optimus, when they're there to check you, because they're positioned, so they're, like, they're perfectly spaced apart to shoot right into your eyes, <laughs> and the button to fire them is the button you have to push all the way to fire them, but you push halfway to turn the lights on. So it's like if you want to see if the lights are working, it's like it's like holding a loaded gun in front of your face. And you got to be, you know, that that toy, that toy checks you. You don't check that toy. I kind of I appreciate that part of it. 
I could see like if they're looking for like corners to cut on budget. Yes, that that is an easy thing you could cut out and save pennies or whatever. But then I could also see them like while they're looking for things to cut out and for the sake of budget, also looking at that thinking, well, we take this out and that's one less thing we have to worry about to pass the, the safety tests and whatnot. For sure. So now we don't have to worry about making sure this missile is not a choking hazard. We just don't have to worry about the missile. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know very much about the safety test part of toy development, but if I were to logic something out, which is the same like flawed reasoning that has led me and some others to think second party meant like licensed unofficial stuff, which it doesn't, uh, I would assume that if you don't have a spring loaded thing, that's an entire round of checking you don't have to bother with. Yeah. So if if it doesn't save money, it would at least save perhaps a week or three of time. I would assume, and I, I'll say again, I know nothing about this. I am hypothesizing. Uh, if anyone out there actually does know something about this, please chime in, because I think toy industry inside stuff is super cool, but also correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't like being wrong if I can be corrected. Um, But yeah, I'm also curious if, because I know there are some folks who on retro toys really enjoy old spring-loaded missiles, like on the Shogun Warriors and stuff, like the, the really unsafe spring-loaded missiles. Yeah, like on the Battlestar Galactica ships. Yeah, you can kill a child apparently, with. Yeah, that apparently resulted in a giant pile of dead children in the 1970s. Yep, that's that was the, the solution to the baby boom, I guess, was Battlestar Galactica. That sounds terrible. I never, I never actually seen an episode of the old Battlestar Galactica. I don't know. If How it's... was that the solution to the baby boom? Well, because so there's all these new humans, right? Now they're all some or other. They're all creating Generation X, so we'll just feed Generation X a bunch of toys that shoot missiles in their mouths. Oh, okay. And then we balance balance it out, balance of power. Sure. Lizard people. Um. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know if you miss spring-loaded missiles please you know you know chime in the thread and also just if you can put into words what it is about a spring-loaded missile that just gives you that feeling you like feeling of power yeah i have a loaded gun yeah if my little sister comes in my room again i'm gonna blast her with this missile i like where that went that like it it didn't start like it but it became it i like that that's probably what um duke nukem was like as a boy Yep. If my sister comes in here, she's gonna get a face full of foam. Yeah. Hey, mom, what's for dinner? We got chicken breast on for dinner tonight, Dookie. That sounds like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duke Nukem, you scumbag. Anyway. Yep. Uh, hey got, man, I can't get enough of these listener questions. Can you hit me up with another? I got one more for you, Seth. Oh, sweet. Uh, we got one from Ichabod. Never heard uh, of him. Yeah, I, it seems to some listener from Iceland uh, who says, Hello, Chris and or Seth, TJ and Aaron, which I guess means either me or you and TJ and Aaron. That didn't quite yeah. work out uh, this week, but we can arrange well, that. Well, a lot of things Ichabod is involved with don't work out, so... Par for the course. Man, like, that's not even a burn on him. That's just a burn on someone else. <laughs> huh? That's just a crisis burn. End of the day. 
I'm talking about um, another podcast. No, there's uh, no other podcast. I heard I heard there once was another podcast. Well, that was like in the past. Not in the present. That's like saying there's another book and you're referencing like Homer's Odyssey. Oh, there technically the past, man. There's like that. I'm not saying there are no other podcasts. I'm just saying there's no podcast of those people that we've named are involved in. What if I'm saying there are no other podcasts? Well, then you're an arrogant bastard. That's right. Leave me a comment on iTunes. Uh, but Ichabod's question reads thus. Had a quick question that was on my mind. Thought I'd see what you all had to say. With the recent reveal of the lackluster final paint apps on Victorion, from that gorgeously radiant prototype green to the days old melted mint ice cream of the final production green, I find myself turned away from the prospect of buying this box set, so I propose this question. Outside of Victorion, have any of you cancelled a pre-order and decided not to pick up a Transformer based on the paint switching from early prototype pictures to final production? And if so, what were they? Thanks for the time and the work that goes into the shows. I want to open this one up to not just be paint, but also just like you saw the toy, thought it looked cool, then something changed when you saw a closer to release picture and you you decided not to. Because um, I don't know that paint changes that often that much on Transformers. Yeah, like I can't think of another time where I saw a picture of a Transformer and then was bummed out by the final toy. I can think of times where... Like, I, I'm looking at the picture, like, on the back of a card and realizing, oh, the paint on the toy in the picture is way better than the final toy. That's disappointing that it doesn't look like the picture. Mm-hmm. But then it was always too late. So you, um, you've you've been in the position where you've got the toy and then are going, oh, no, this yeah, would have looked better. Yeah. And that used to happen more, I want to say. Like that seems like an early two thousands situation. Yeah, like for for or all the see stuff like that, for all the stuff with CAD models and things. Like I feel like packaging on Transformers is a bit less misleading now than it has been in the previous decade. Yeah, because like the pictures are like hand painted prototypes with like ten more paint apps than actually happened, and uh, then you go, oh man, like. Where's all these colors that aren't actually on the toy? That's what happens to Ninja Turtles toys now, as I understand it. Yeah, I bet. Well, it's yeah, we've heard all kinds of crazy stories about Ninja Turtle toys. Um, but like, I can't really think of a Transformer where like I had seen images at one point pre-ordered and then canceled later. Um. There may have been, and I'm just not remembering. Like, the only toy that, like, really jumps to mind for that kind of situation of, like, seeing pictures, getting hyped, pre-ordering, seeing other pictures, and going, oh, no, cancel, 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 were those uh, Breaking Bad figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that was Mezco, right? Yes, the figures that, like, didn't really move. Yeah, they were just little McFarlane-esque statues. yeah. I know that I've gone through the cycle of actually being like audibly hyped about a toy on the podcast doing the pre-order. Then like it gets closer to release. I see pictures and go like, oh, I don't want that. And then canceling it. But now I can't remember what any of them are. Uh, it's happened with third party stuff before. It's happened with uh, some weirder Transformer stuff. Like I was really hyped about Genesis Megatron and PlayStation Optimus. But then and I pre-ordered them and then I, I hit, you know, the point of, oh, I can't afford all this this month. I'll cancel these things for now. 
And then I saw the in-hand reviews, and like Genesis Megatron doesn't seem bad, but it feels like they are not things I actually would have been happy about spending money on. Um, same thing happened with Sentinel's uh, transforming dinosaur getter robo toys, where I was so hyped for that, di- that that transforming dinosaur getter one, I couldn't make a pre-order for it. And I thought, oh, I'll just wait till it comes out, and then I'll you know I'll hear all the good good news, and I'll get hyped, and I'll save up for it, and pick it up. And in every review I read, it wasn't like they were negative reviews, but they were all saying things I didn't think I was going to hear in a way that made me go, maybe I don't need to pick up the Dino Getter one. Um, so for me, it's more about the, the delivery of the physical toy than uh, a change in paint apps. A change in paint apps, to, and this is not this is actually coincidentally relating to some old podcast that doesn't exist anymore, but the changing of paintwork and the, you know, the final delivery of paintwork feels like something that happens way more often with high-end six-scale and quarter-scale stuff, where the promo photos look all right, but then if something comes out and say the rooted hair isn't any good or the the paintwork on the face is all messy or the, the face sculpt looks more like they're dead than they're stoic. Um, stuff that's not represented in those early promo photos that come out on Sideshow like a year before the toy comes out. Uh, that seems like that happens more often with that kind of high-end lifelike sculpt stuff. From what I catch on Twitter, anyway. Uh, yeah, and like what you were saying, like, seeing stuff and being hyped and then losing interest later. That's happened a bunch of times. Um, like I would count that as an answer to the question, really. Yeah, like a lot of third-party things. It's like, wow, that looks amazing. And then the pre-order goes up, and it's like, I don't want to spend that much money on that. Like, it, I appreciate that it looks cool, and I'm sure it's rad, but it's too much mm-hmm. sort of a thing. That Blitzwing is too big. Too big, too expensive. Yeah, That's also better not to blow it with those machine robos that I pre-ordered. I'm so hyped for those. I can't begin. To t- and I was hyped for them before it became, like, hinted at that they maybe come with those, like, display stands as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm really hyped for those. Especially if those are actually by the guy who I would call the Make Toys designer. Which they re- they resemble his style a whole lot, which is where that theory came from. Uh, I'm, I'm hyped for those. Q2, the bummer about stuff that comes out Q2, and I hear about it in April, is I keep thinking, oh, April? That's basically Q2! And I keep forgetting Q2 is like, that's actually, we're in the front of Q2. And things that are called release date Q2 usually means June, not April or May. So I'm tempered a little bit, but yeah, I, I want yeah, those things to turn out. Keep your emotions in check. Oh, are you going for all four? Yeah, I. Unless something happens, like I'm prioritizing those machine robo things over just about everything else, toy wise. Uh, I really like everything they've been showing about those. I pre-ordered two. I'm I'm just getting ones I'm most like connected to in a way, and like I could appreciate them, like you know, with anything, uh, but. I'm just focusing on like uh, the leaders right now. Out, out of the mm. four that are available right now, um, Eagle Robo and what is a Bike Robo are yeah. the two that I pre-ordered. It's really like when you start getting into actual Machine Robo, it's crazy how like most of the GoBots main characters are nothing characters in Machine Robo, and vice versa. Uh huh. Like Screwhead or Rod Drill is like one of the main heroes in Machine Robo. Uh, the guy who would who was turned into Phytor is like the main character almost. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I just, I like GoBot Machine Robo designs a lot as well. They're, they were my first transforming toys shortly before I got my first Transformer. So they are near and dear. I, I just hope that someone, I hope there's something about those toys where it's real easy to swap the faces so that someone yeah. could then produce the Psykill face and just plug it in there. Yeah, I was going to say something very similar because Bike Robo like looks like a fresh-faced youth. And uh, it's like, yeah, he's still going to be Psykill to me. Mm-hmm. It's like Young Psykill. And he's got an axe. Cycle never had an axe. Yeah, but he could have used one. That's right. So they like shooting those... Shooting lasers out of their hands. Those pew-pew knuckle things. Uh, so I hope that answers your question, Ichabod. Um, hope, hope your podcast comes back. Sometime. I, I, I do, anyway. I don't know if Seth does. I'd listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that takes us through our listener question segment. Seth, do you need a break or are you ready to truck right in? Uh, I, I could truck. You can truck? Yeah. I mean, I'll take a break if you want to take a break. I don't need to. I can actually, um, no, wait, I, I got something for an intermission. Let's take a little, a quick intermission. Oh, okay. Cause I got well, something that I'll I was. I'll take advantage of that. Yeah. I got something I was going to put in last time for, for beast wars, but then I found the beasties opening. But the thing I found last time is from it's it's a promo piece from Beast Machines. I didn't know it existed until I found it on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, and I'm in love with it. So I'm gonna play that for all of you right now. Oh, buddy. Seth, we're back from that wonderful intermission song. 
Yeah, it was great. It was pretty, it was bopping. I can't wait to hear it. It was bopping. Uh, Seth, let's talk about what we got this week. Okay. All the cards on the table here. I got some Transformer stuff that I haven't opened, so I'm not going to, I got nothing oh. Transformers-wise this week. For um, the first time in a while, I do got stuff, and I did open it. What? The what? Okay. Uh, I'm going to act like I didn't see the picture from earlier. Seth, what did you get this week? I got two of the same guy. All right. Well, no, actually, I got two different guys. <gasps> I got I got a Shockwave. A yeah. Little, what is it? Legends? Yes. Figure. I I keep forgetting what we're supposed to call the small figures these days. Um, it's all legends now. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I got that Legend Shockwave. Finally, I've been searching for it forever and ever. Just that's like the one Transformer I've been looking for in stores yeah. for quite a while. And then when I saw one in Target, like I didn't even take it off the peg. I like smacked it off the peg and sent it falling into the cart. <laughs> <laughs> Whap! And then my girlfriend is like, is I, is that the one you've been looking for? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's get out of here before someone catches yeah, me. Before something happens. This must be a crime. Actually, then, well, I did that. And then I noticed that there was a second one. So then I took the one out of the cart and I grabbed the second one. And I looked at both of them to see if like one of them was flawed. And sure enough, there was like kind of a smooge on one of them. So Ugh. I took the one that wasn't smoogy. Um, that's a that's a pretty good little figure. That's my favorite toy of last year, as of the TFW staff picks listing. Yeah, I stopped participating in that. I always forget, but then I think like, <laughs> all right, what can I pick that no one else is going to pick that might get someone mad that I legitimately also liked? And I was like, I'm going to name a Legends toy because at the time it was my favorite Transformer. I really like that guy. I there's a reason why when the opportunity arose, I leapt at the chance to get the reflectors from Botcon that are like that toy with a new head. It's real, real solid. Yeah, those. I mean, and we talked about that. I think those reflectors look pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a good little, little shockwave figure. Yeah. And then, then I got a masterpiece, uh, laser wave. Oh, laser wave. Yeah, he's a different guy. Yeah. La laser wave is not someone <laughs> to be trifled with. I won't trifle with laser wave. No, laser wave walks into a nightclub. Spots the biggest dude and then goes and takes his girlfriend. That's right. That's laser wave style. Yeah. He's not to be messed with. It's like strong style, but for nightclubs. Yeah. So that figure's pretty great. As I still you guys haven't talked about. I still haven't messed with one. Well, I'm I still... should say as TJ talked about. Yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of like I'm I'm hungry to know what that thing like. Do you, are you digging him? You feeling good about him? <laughs> Yeah, like, when I went and opened up the box, like, kind of my first wave of uh, thoughts were like, oh, he's in gun mode. That's interesting, I guess. I don't know. Um, hmm. Then it was like, oh, yeah, is that, there's that lavender kind of purple that he is. Um, I'm not super invested in this shade of purple. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I guess he doesn't have batteries as I'm pulling his little trigger and flipping the switch back and forth i'm like oh i guess he doesn't come with batteries well i'll have to look for batteries which i don't have uh not even triple a's <laughs> there were no usable batteries in the house and i haven't gotten any yet um then i start transforming them and i'm like okay well this is all pretty 
you know, straightforward. Like I kind of get what's going on here until I got to the legs and I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> there's a lot going on with the legs. And yes, those legs are like super hollow, but you can't see how hollow they are when he's in robot mode. Yeah. Like it's, it's all closed up. Um, his feet like seem a little thin for how, th- how thick his lower legs are in a way. But being a um, die cast, it, it gives the weight that they need to kind of balance everything out well. That's good. I mean, that's, um, that's th- those weird feet are. I mean, they're, if they're going to start like masterpiece is now trending, I find even more towards the cartoon in some ways for the robot modes. So, uh-huh. like, you know, if they're going to pull from that, he's going to look weird down there. Yeah, and I hadn't put the hose on initially um, when I was transforming it for the first time. I'd left the hose in the box, so I hadn't even touched it yet. Um, then once I got him transformed, I I put the the extra like backpack piece on, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, this, I mean, this makes him more accurate in general design, but it seems way bigger. So I think I prefer him without that piece on and just the gun barrel on his back. Um, I, I think it just fits the rest of his proportions better to not have such a big block on his back. And I, personally, I'm just more tickled by looking at a robot like that and going like, I know that everything on this turns into a gun. Yeah. Like that seems really cool to me. Yeah. And so still, I hadn't put the hose on. And I, I kind of was feeling a little meh about it at first. And I was like, yeah, the color. And he seems, like, so thin. Because, like, I have my um, um, third-party dude. Quake, Quake Wave. Wave. Yeah, yeah, I was struggling to remember the name. <laughs> um, uh, in the Detolf on display. So, like, I see that thing several times a day. And so my first kind of thoughts looking at the the robot mode i'm like ah he seems seems so thin like he seems really thin and kind of gangly you know in a little bit of a way um but then i started looking at pictures of the original toy and of the animation model and i'm like but yeah it looks way more like the original toy like the these are more like what his proportions were and okay, well, that this lavendery color is does not match the original toy, but it matches the cartoon. So I kind of, and now I kind of get why he's that shade more than I did before. I'm like, and then just looking at it. So I'm just sitting back on the couch. We were, I don't even remember what we were watching on TV, and he's standing there on the coffee table, and I would just glance at it every now and then, and every time I would glance at it, I was digging it more. And then after a little while, I pick him back up and I pull the hose out of the box. And as soon as I touched the hose, I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. (laughs) Wow, this is really cool. I love this thing. Because I just assumed it was going to be just like a a rubber tube or something. And I was contemplating just keeping it in the box where it wouldn't crack and turned to crap after a few years yeah but i'm not worried about this thing at all like this like everything tj described is was dead on to what it is 
it it's just great it goes where you need it to without like pulling back um like that's been a problem in like some other versions or other figures where you had a more rubbery or or plastic kind of hose or some sort of wire or something where where the shape of the thing itself like kind of fights against the joints yeah yeah it like, might pull an arm back i even felt place. quake wave had that going on a little bit sometimes yeah. like when he got his arm into certain positions yeah no this thing flexes and doesn't fight the arm whatsoever it's brilliant yeah I'm, it's weird like like the backpack like the gray backpack and that hose are the two things that i most want to mess with on a masterpiece laser wave yeah they seem the most unique tactile experiences yeah and then like i kind of sat there and thought about like does it bother me that his eye doesn't light up that it's just light piping and then in the end i thought no it it doesn't bother me yeah i only i think i only care because he has two other light up sources on him and like for whatever reason, that just makes me feel like, well, he's got these two, but neither of them are his head. And that's for some reason, that equation doesn't work for me. Yeah. And now I don't remember exactly how the conversation went between you and TJ, but when you were discussing how uh, parts of his legs become that back part of the gun. Um, yeah. yeah. God, I can't remember exactly what one or the other one of you had said, but I was like, well, on the original toy, that was, that was where all the electronics were. That was all in that chunk. And that's why it is what it was and why they can do something completely different with it now, because all the electronics are isolated to exactly where they are. Mm. So his gun, the that's in his forearm, like the, the gun light, the batteries go in his forearm. And now I forget where the battery, the other batteries go, but his chest, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's on the back. The door is on his back, right? Let me move this. Yeah, the door's on his back under the uh, the gray gun barrel piece. Mm. Um, so the, the batteries and all the electronics are so much smaller than they were back in day that, you know, you don't need that big giant battery box with a speaker. And you don't need a, the, well, I guess you didn't need the hose anyway. for some reason i for a moment i thought that there was actually a wire in that original hose but it wasn't um and then it's neat that they give you the option of the opaque hands or the the clear hands and gun Mm. um so so you could have your choice and then in the instructions they show orientating the gun arm um, in two ways, either to have the hose coming out the bottom or coming out the top and like it did on the original toy. Oh, that's specified in there? Yeah. That's they, really cool. I was yeah, wondering they, about that. Yeah, they show little pictures of doing it either way. Um, And then, you know, once the colors aren't accurate to the original toy, I don't feel compelled to put the clear hands and gun on or have the hose go up over the top. Mm. And the way his forearms are molded um so if you orientate the gun so it comes down the bottom so it's not like on the original toy um it's 
Okay, so so the two parts that kind of come up over the elbow, like the the forearm pieces, yeah, are different lengths on each side, and it, it's a very small different difference in lengths. But having the having the hose come up out of the top like the original toy, it looks the way it's supposed to be because now the outside of the arm comes up a little higher than the inside of the arm. Okay. But when you have it turned the other way around, the difference isn't that much that I think you really notice it unless the arms are straight. So as long as you have the arms bent, even just one click and you're hearing me click his elbows, Mm. it almost hides that. Um, but I kind of would like it turned the other way around, but even as a kid with the original shockwave, um, it always kind of bugged me that the hose went the way it did. I wanted the hose to come out the bottom and not up over the top and around. Yeah. Um, so that's how I have it set up is coming out the bottom, even though I think the arms look like slightly better. Like, the molding of the arms is slightly better the other way around, in my opinion. Um, so, you have that choice. That's that's a little choice you have. That's cool. That's And then I, I love the, the little chest window. How they sculpted the original electronics underneath. I don't know if it's exactly like the way the original electronics were, but, like, how... The original toy under that window, you had you saw like the little resistors and stuff, yeah, from his electronics in there, and it, it's just a really cool detail that they sculpted that in under the under his chest window thing. Yeah, I really I, liked it. I'm very happy with it. That's that that figure is on my to do list this year. Like that that's it sound it sounds really solid. Um, I haven't heard too much, like, as far as, like, anything going wrong with it either. Like, it seems like it's just a very solid release. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the only thing I haven't done with it is put batteries in and mess with the electronics. Then it just explodes. So, yeah. <laughs> Molten acid just belches out of his stomach all over your hands. Oh, that would be really bumming. That would be, <laughs> be bumming. be an awful thing to happen to anybody. Yeah, so right now, in a pile of loot, I have two Masterpiece Ratchets waiting. Two? Yeah. I'm going to do some customizing on one. What? I'm going to make Creep Out real. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you going to do for the face? I've, I have thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to have to see what's actually feasible for my limited customizing skills. <laughs> but I have ideas. <laughs> Just when you thought there couldn't be any more updates to creep out. Physical creep out. Whenever you finish that, you've got to enter it into a customizing contest the next time you get to a convention. Uh, that might be cool. Nobody That's really will, cool. Nobody will get it. So what what was the name of the his camera buddy that you came up with? Was a bystander? Yeah, bystander. Yeah. Figure out a way to make a bystander. Just build one out of Lego or something. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. <laughs> that sounds really cool. 
Or maybe I'll just leave Bystander's creation in your hands because he was more your idea. <laughs> Masterpiece Bystander. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even. I don't even know how to make toys. I don't even know how to paint them very well. I, well, man. call up uh, one of your buddies there, like Vangsta. One of my pals, it. one of those guys who just makes toys for me. Vangsta, I got an idea. <laughs> I want you to make Bystander. He's a camera that records illicit material for Creep Out. A white van. <laughs> Hello? Oh, he hung <laughs> up. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, hearing some more about Ratchet as well. It seems like uh, people are saying he is... There's a thing about his shoulders that is built the right way, whereas it was built the wrong way on Ironhide. Oh. It's like this cosmetic change. You look up Ironhide shoulder swap, there's a whole there's a whole thing about it. Well, I think it was Foster was tweeting that his uh, light bar lowers. So oh, yeah, I saw fit, that. <laughs> still fit in Prime's trailer. Yeah, everything has to fit. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Well, if that was really true, they would have figured out a way to get Ultra Magnus in there, and they didn't. So, no, congratulations. They, yeah. They list out. Uh, did, you, uh, did you get any other Transformer stuff this week, or was it just a shock wavical day? Yeah, it was just the double shocks. Mm. So that was the shock master. That's right. You want a piece of me? That was his line that I remember. Uh, well, Seth, I, I got something off-topic that I, that would be, I think, kind of fun to talk about. It's an update to the Vitruvian Hacks figure I got last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Those look cool. I got my other Vitruvian Hacks figures, the two-pack from the last convention they were at. It's their traveling convention exclusive, this two-pack, where you get the ring-neck Gorgon Snake Lady, and you get the clear purple undead Spartan guy. Uh, so now I have one of each of the major bodies, basically, from this first series. I've got the male body, female body, and the snake lady body. And uh, they feel great. The joints are so good. Like, the tolerances are, like, superb. Like, I don't know if they're going to wear down over time, but uh, they feel incredible. It's like they feel like what I want Hasbro 4-inch figures to feel like whenever they don't, especially the Marvel ones. Uh-huh. Um, I think of the, like, of the two major bodies, because the Snake Lady from the waist up is just the female body. Uh, the female body is, I think, a little bit better than the male body. Uh, the male body is fine, but they, they have different ankle construction. So, uh, on the male figures, the entire foot with the ankle joint pegs up into the leg. So the ankles can tilt forward and backwards and then swivel side to side, but they don't tilt. On the female figures, the ankle joint is built into the leg and the foot pegs onto it. Mm. So the, the foot also, you know, tilts forward and backwards, but it can't swivel side to side. Instead, it can it can tilt on the peg. So the female figures have an ankle tilt, whereas the male figures have basically a shoe cut. Uh, and I think that between that and just uh, the female figures are much thinner, but they feel just as solid. And so there's something that feels more impressive about that up front. Like, that's that feels like a legitimate advancement in this size of action figure. There's just more going on there. Uh, and so the Snake Lady is my favorite figure because you get a bit of that female figure stuff. You don't get the ankle tilts. But then you get, like, the snake body from the waist down. And, like, it feels good. It's like, uh, let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like, eight or nine ball socket joints. And then there are, like, the segmented stuff around them is made of a softer rubber, so it kind of just flows with the ball-jointed skeleton underneath. 
And the thing about the Snake Lady that I wanted to know and that I'm really impressed by is like, it's not like it's easy to stand the Snake Lady as it, as it would be one of the other two figures, but it's way easier than you might think to get the Snake Lady to just stand like in the, the photos that I sent you. Uh-huh. Um, the, the main trick is like the tip of the snake tail. You just use that kind of like a counterweight almost, or like a, 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 I guess almost like a monopod, uh, in a way it's, it's, it's sort of like a bipod where like, if you curl the tail, part of the tail touches the ground and then the tip touches the ground. And that's kind of what balances her. Um, and the fact that everything is on like really wide range ball socket joints means you can adjust everything until it works. And it's just really easy to do compared to what I thought it was going to be like. Like it's not very fiddly, so I'm I'm really psyched to get my Gorgon army because I've got basically two of every Snake Lady coming in my backer stuff. Um, so I'm gonna have me a Snake army, and I'm real psyched for that. Uh, Seth, also, I was supposed to tell you, I, re- I made a note to myself to tell Seth that uh, you missed the Kickstarter, but they have the stuff up for pre-order on their website. And people who are ordering from the first, like basically people who are ordering stuff they have in stock right now have started getting it. So if you were to order like Medusa, then there's a chance you would just get Medusa without having to wait for all the Kickstarter stuff to come in. So I'm just saying, if you want to experience one of these things, like you could just order one. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll check out the site and think about it. I mean, the thing that kind of stopped me from going in on the Kickstarter, it, because it's not like one of those cases where like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I was fully aware. And I looked at the Kickstarter page many a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it was still happening and what in the end made me decide not to was um just the fact that they're four inch figures and i'm really kind of into six inch right now mm-hmm. and like if these like if there was an active gi joe thing happening i think i'd be way more open to it but I mean, I I think they look amazing, and depending on cost and whatnot, it might might not be unreasonable for me to just get a couple and just see what they're about. Oh yeah, like that—that's all I would say. Anyone should be getting like you don't have to do what I did. Like what I did was because of the nature of that Kickstarter at the time, and because you're a maniac. Because I'm a maniac, but like. What I would say is just get a male figure, get a female figure, and get a snake lady figure. Like, try one of each. Uh, If you can only afford one, figure out whether you like snake ladies or legged ladies, and get one of the two female figures. Um, And then you're going to basically get a real good example of, like, the best that this line has to offer. Uh, It's just, it's the tolerances. It's the in-hand feel that you really need to experience. Like, it's... It's it's better than I thought. The biggest worry I had was that these would be, like, either gummy or fiddly or... Like, have that weird thing the little Marvel figures have where, like, the joints are kind of detented in a way that makes it hard to work with. Um, the thing that these figures have is, like, especially the, the clear purple one, a lot of the plastic used is actually a little bit gummy, but the tolerances make use of that instead of suffering for it. Um, so the figures are, are just very smartly put together. Like, it feels like many rounds of quality control was done to tweak the figures before they went to mass production. And I mean, I'll see that for sure once my big box comes in in a month or two, it sounds like. Um, see if the whole line feels that way or if it's just these early ones. But I, I got really high hopes now. So I'm, I'm very impressed. And uh, it's also just neat to, to actually have these in hand, like in the sense that they now exist and are not a weird phantom Kickstarter thing that's taking forever to come together. 
So that's all I got for my what I got this week. That is worth talking about. Uh, Seth, did you get anything off topic this week? Oh, did I? Oh, no. Did you spend more money on Star Wars? No. Oh. Marvel and weird stuff from Japan. All right. Two things I'm okay with. Uh, okay, so one of the weird things from Japan, I'll just get out of the way real quick because there's not much to say. Uh, I got, we got a couple blind box of sushi cats. Yes. Uh, I think they're called like Nico Sushi or something officially. So it's a weird thing. So we, <laughs> we went to Tokyo Center in San Francisco, which is part of Japan town. Um, it's like this indoor mall, um, mostly Japanese kind of stores, like either selling Japanese merchandise or, um, or a restaurant. And then there's like a Korean restaurant that snuck in there. It's like, what are you doing in here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that's fine. Uh, you know, everyone should feel like they're welcome. Uh, so there's a bookstore at the bookstore. I always find cool stuff in this bookstore. Um, it's two stories, like sort of the main floor is just like a straight bookstore, like all kinds of different books, all in Japanese. Uh, but then they have like all these weird little gifty items and they usually have like a bunch of different weird blind box things. Um, so like they had this whole table display for these sushi cats. There were at least two or three different books with these photographs. So it's actual cats, um, laying on beds of fake rice with like sushi or the uh, um, seaweed strip and then different things representing what would be like the piece of fish or whatever uh, on the cat's back. Um, And they had little blind box figures. So we got two of those. And then uh, John Spannering, after I tweeted him on Twitter, who is studying Japanese, um, was able to translate the box for me. And on one side of the box um, is a close-up of cat that looks very sad and has a teardrop, but the teardrop is like crystal. And the the word bubble coming out of the cat says, why would you? There's and, something really upsetting about that yeah, that's hard to put to words. Yeah, it makes the dark. <laughs> like, even Spannering was like, man, this took a dark turn. These weird sushi cats. Um so of of what's in the assortment, I think we got the best and the worst one. <laughs> um, like the the one that I'm just not into is like this long haired white cat with a pink purse on its back, and uh, I don't know, it's just it's not cool. And then the one that we really like is like this a uh, tabby cat um, with a lobster on his back and like a couple sprigs of onion jammed in the side. Um, and that kind of looks really sad, which is also a little weird. But it's probably you know. this. It's, it's probably either the sprigs of onion jammed next to him, or the lobster on his head, or the fact that this cat has been strapped down <laughs> to take these awful photos that the toy is based on. Gah. Um Yeah, so that's a really weird thing. And then another uh, blind pack thing that they had that I was really tempted to get, but didn't. Because I think it would be pretty close to scale for six inch figures was a uh, like a, a desk like a that you might have in your bedroom kind of a desk 
yeah. especially if you were a young person. Um, so the desk and chair were in one large box for about 30 bucks. And then there were all these smaller blind boxes that had different items you would then place on the desk, like books and magazines and pencil cases and other kinds of things you might keep on a desk if you're a Japanese teenager. And uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. And my girlfriend's like, it's probably not the size you think it is. I'm like, I don't know. It says the dimensions on the side here, and I think it's pretty close. And But then I ended up not getting it. And we just stuck to the sushi cats. But then downstairs at this bookstore, it's all manga. Tons of manga. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, and then they'll have, like, other... Uh, little manga type merchandise out there like weird chie bobbleheads from persona and mm-hmm. lots and lots of black bible stuff not black bible um, um that's different that's something totally <laughs> different um, um what am i thinking black <laughs> black butler is that what it's called it sounds familiar i'm still parsing that first sentence <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a different type of thing. They didn't yeah. have any of that stuff there. That took me aback. I was... <laughs> <laughs> um, and and some other like a lot of anime that like I I recognize that it's popular. It's like things that I recognize, but I have no idea what it is. But it's like things that people use in avatars or post screen caps of other places, and I I don't know what it is. Um, there's a little bit of attack on Titan stuff. I, I was expecting I was going to see a lot more one punch man stuff around. I only saw one single one punch man thing anywhere in that whole mall. I feel um, like one punch man is still like, like it was, it was loud when it was showing, but I think uh-huh. like it didn't pierce to the greater general public the way attack on Titan did. Yeah. And then even attack on Titan, I didn't see very much of that around. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, there was some stuff in this bookstore, and I think that was about all that I saw. Um, yeah, there's a video store there that has a massive anime section, along with just, like, normal Japanese movies. Oh, and they have a pretty good uh, size, like, section with, like, Common Rider and stuff like that in it, too. Hey! Um, I walked by and went, ugh, that's the stuff Chris likes. And no, I, just I don't like walking. the things Chris likes. Ugh. <laughs> Stupid. I ride a motorcycle and I'm a bug face. <laughs> um So yeah, that place is cool. Anyway. I'd love to go check that out. That sounds fun. Around. Um yeah, I, I, we really like Japantown. Like we ate at this um sushi place, like one of many like there's so many restaurants and this place is nuts. Um but it, it they, they have like the gimmick uh counter where all the food floats by on boats and you just grab the dish that you want off and then the dishes have different colors and that that is the cost yeah so you just stack up your little colored dishes and then when you're done you just like kind of let the 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 lady know that you're done and she counts up your colors and brings you the bill um so we did that and then like we intentionally didn't eat as much as we could uh, because we wanted to like keep some room open to maybe try something else, and like there was this crazy um, crepes 
stand where they would like make these big crepes and roll them up with all kinds of different stuff in it. So let me find my Twitter. Um, I had, I had, uh, I had Japanese style crepes a couple times here and there, and they're always pretty fun. Yeah. For some reason, I'll let me go to my media. Also, don't let me forget. I have one very important Vitruvian hacks update. I forgot to mention. Very important. Well, why don't you mention it now while I'm looking for the picture? Well, Seth, you know how I talked about how the Amazon warrior had really weird pseudo nipples? Yes. Like it wasn't, she didn't have nipples. Yeah, it was like, it was like she had nipples under her skin, basically. Uh So I felt up the male figure because he's translucent (laughs) purple. So you can't really see it. So I just felt him up and held him against the light. He also has really weird under skin nipples. So that just seems to be a thing. So can't describe really why I find it unsettling compared to there being no nipples or nipples being on top. It's just something about the underskin nipples that makes me go like, this is is creepy. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's like they're there, but they're not. That crepe looks really good. Okay, so the first one I sent you, that's that's what I got. So oh, smoked salmon. Yeah, so what I got was smoked salmon with cream cheese and... And uh, mayonnaise was in there, um, lettuce, and then uh, normally it would have onions, but I said no onions I don't, for whatever reason. I don't know. You don't want to cry I just like didn't that feel cat. Like it. Um, then my girlfriend got one of the ice cream ones, and the dude makes these little crazy little faces in the ice cream, and like I was watching him do it. And he was just hunched over and he's like got these tiny little tools and he's like adding little bits and stuff. And then as we're sitting there eating, we're watching other people getting their orders. And depending on what ice cream you got, like my girlfriend had like two different flavors. So, so there were smaller scoops and two faces two like little animal faces with ears and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we saw people getting like single flavor ice creams where it was like a larger scoop. So it was a, like a more detailed face and like people were getting like Pikachu's and, and uh, like a pig and like all kinds of crazy stuff. So that booth like was surprisingly fun. Did you feel kind of ripped off that all you got was a bunch of meat and vegetables and a crepe? No, cause it was really tasty and I wasn't feeling like something sweet. I wanted something more savory end of the the deal. So I you, you didn't was have tasty. to. It was really tasty. You didn't have to make the judgment call of eating and demolishing the artwork. No, nope, I didn't. Man, those look good. Yeah, they were t- tasty. Um, and there there were two of these kind of crepe stands. One was like way more elaborate. But by the time we were looking for something to eat, it was like on the far opposite end. And we we're like, oh, let's just do this one. Yeah. So we did that one. Uh, okay, let's see. Toys. Um, okay, so Marvel Legends. I got the whole giant man wave. Ooh. To build big Ant-Man. Uh, so just to kind of cruise through them. So Nuke. Who, if you saw Jessica Jones, that's the cop guy. Yep. Is the Jessica Jones version of Nuke. Comic book version of Nuke 
has an American flag tattooed on his face. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit more um, flamboyant. Yeah. And it's tied for my least favorite figure of the wave. Um, his vest, like, okay, so first he's like almost He-Man level bulky muscle torso. Yeah. Uh, then his vest over the top of it bulks his chest up even more now to the point where you can't get his arms in a position that hold, where you could have him hold his big, long space rifle with both hands. And I can't stand toys that come with a long rifle, a two-handed gun, and they can't get both hands on it in a way that looks natural or correct. Ugh. So that's a big disappointment. And then he comes with a knife that fits into a sheath on his back and a second head that's like a battle damaged head that has like chunks of skin missing, revealing that he's a robot man underneath. Yeah. So that's a thing. Then my second least favorite character is Nick Fury. Which is one of the ones I was more looking forward to. That sucks. But the base body they used is like a thin, extremely muscular body, which is now just all cast in that dark shield uniform blue. But there's no other detail on it, so it's just like naked blue, man. <sighs> so he's so muscular and sinewy, this suit would like almost have to be vacuum formed onto you to show that much definition and every sinew and muscle and then there's nick fury who is yeah not like no like he's not like not fit but i would not imagine nick fury being like sinewy through his clothes right and it's like almost too thin plus super muscle and i just the face sculpt just doesn't seem quite right like he's got kind of a pouty lower lip almost um, mm. which looks really weird sticking out because his lower lip is like kind of so big. And this is like 616 Nick Fury, not Sam Jackson Nick Fury. Yeah. But so like his lower lip just seems so defined sticking out of his five o'clock shadow face paint job. He's just like, Bleh. yeah, it looks <laughs> weird. And then he comes with two other heads, which is actually kind of smart. So one of them is just like generic helmeted shield soldier, like with a helmet that completely covers his face. So if you wanted to troop build these guys, you could just put those helmeted heads on. And then the other head is kind of this weaselly looking guy with a, a scouter from Dragon Ball and kind of a creepy looking smile. I don't know who that's supposed to be. It's just it's a character I'm not familiar with. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, but the just yeah, just the body is kind of odd. That sucks and, on a troop builder. Yeah, it's kind of a letdown. Then a uh, red star is like the Russian Captain America. So they use one of the more simpler, like comic book style Captain America bodies, and just change the paint. And he's got a shield that's like this deep dark red with a silver star on it and his colors are very really kind of basic like he's all red except for like this white kind of mohawk thing on his mask 
the white star on his chest, white boots, gloves, and belt. But they have like a gradient in the color of the red on him that gives some shading to his to the the mask on his face and on his chest that really kind of keeps it from just being a really basic figure. So the paint, it's not like a lot of extra paint, but it's just enough done in the right way that just kind of makes it feel a little more premium than it would have if he was just straight red. Yeah. So that's well done. Uh, then you get a, a Captain America a Civil War style, so it's just, you know, it's an update of the movie costume. Yeah, the lines are, are, well, someone will correct me on this. To me, whenever they change a Captain America costume in the films, it often just feels now like the lines are different. Yeah, it's not a radical change. Um, and it's not just the last Captain America. Like, he doesn't come with a bunch of different hands or a different head, like a... Um, the uh, Winter Soldier Captain America did, and they, yeah. I know they used that body for at least one other Captain America. Um, but it's one of the better figures as far as posability and just general sculpt and design. Uh, it's pretty good if you don't already have like five movie Captain Americas, <laughs> or you just can't get enough movie Captain Americas. There's not much to complain about with this one. Uh, then the Civil War Iron Man. I'm kind of getting tired of Iron Mans. I got so many Iron Mans. Yeah, I understand the feeling. Like I, it's a bit of a tangent. I just, I just uh, got like one of those Sentinel re-edit Iron Men, like the the fifth one, who so uh-huh. far it looks like the last one in that series. And like I like that series a lot, but I also feel like this is a perfect place to end it because it's like five very different Iron Men, really creatively done. I'd love to see the designer move on to someone else now. Yeah, like I'm getting this Iron Man because I wanted the Giant Man part. Um, there's nothing like really wrong with it. Like I wish the the hips articulated a little bit better, but there's nothing really wrong with it either. Yeah. So I think if you just want an affordable Iron Man and you're not sick of Iron Man toys, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's just I'm a little tired of Iron Man toys. And then, well, maybe the second best figure, or tied for best figure of the wave, I would say it's Black Panther. All right. It's a pretty good figure. Uh, good posability, nice sculpt. The The movie Black Panther design is pretty good. Um, like, they, they added, like, lines and stuff to kind of, you know, jazz it up a little. Because, really, the Black Panther design is very, very simple. Yeah. And they didn't add anything crazy to it. They just kind of gave it a little more texture. So it's pretty good. And I I did some silly pictures. I saw the kitty cat pictures. Yeah, like with the cat food can and staring down banjo. Yeah. It was weird. I dug it. Yeah. And then, so the giant man figures, all right. It's just like a really big ant man. Um, Maybe the coolest detail is in his helmet, um, the lenses uh, for his helmet are clear red plastic, and his actual eyes are sculpted and painted underneath. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's not just 
red lenses, like you could see through them to his eyes. That's an effect that they used to do in the comics, if I recall correctly. Yeah, and it's a nice little touch for a scaled-up figure like that. Yeah. I'm also still all excited that it was less than a year ago that I finally realized it's Ant-Man and then Jai Ant-Man. Oh, I never thought about it that much. It, it occurred to me one day on a plane, and I got really excited, and I went to Twitter, and everyone's like, wow, you just found that out. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, then leaving Marvel, but not leaving things that Disney owns. Oh! Um, I got the Kermit the Frog from Diamond Select. Oh, how is that figure? Because I'm not going to pick him up, but I have like a weird little vested interest in Muppet figures being good. Um, he looks really good. I am terrified moving his arms and legs around. Because <laughs> they are so thin. I'm just, I'm very careful. Like, I haven't had a moment where I'm like, oh my god, I'm breaking it. But I'm aware that they could be broken <laughs> if you're not careful. Um, he comes with a bunch of stuff. He comes with the director's chair. A stool, a log. I forget the name of the bunny rabbit character. Muppet comes with one of those. Mm -hmm. um, and he comes with a robin. And a guitar and a banjo. <laughs> Rainbow connection. Yeah. The inclusion of a banjo was kind of like the last straw. And I was like, okay, I got to get this Kermit. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, it might be cool to have a Kermit. And he comes with Robin and the little bunny and all this other... And he comes with a banjo. Oh, my God, I got to get it. Um, unless they do more waves, like of like the two other packages that are out right now, Gonzo and Camilla and Scooter and Fozzie, um, I'm, I'm not going to get those. Mm. Um, but if they do the right characters, like if there's a Stadler and Waldorf two-pack, or if they start doing the Electric Mayhem... Um, I might have to get more I'll, figures. Unless these things just do dirt poor wave one, I'll be astounded if Statler and Waldorf isn't happening sooner than later. Yeah. Like that's that goes outside of Muppet fans, people who dig Statler and Waldorf. Uh then I got like a figure that we were talking about not the pictures that I'm sending you right now. Um a figure that we were talking about last time, like after we finished recording. Uh, I sent you some links, and I was like, do you know this thing? Does this look familiar to you? Um, and we don't know what it's from. Still, I never bothered to find out what he's from. Mm. Uh, and now I can't even remember the character's name. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember he he looked real happy about something. Yeah, he's from Figma. Um, I probably could be looking it up, but I'm not. Uh, uh, but he's he's just like a guy in a suit with a tie. And... He comes with a bunch of optional parts. Like he comes with just like a just a regular old kind of like content face, and then like a really excited eating face, uh, which could also be used as a screaming in agony face. <laughs> um, and it comes with a hand that's holding a bowl of rice, and another hand that has chopsticks with some rice in the chopsticks, uh, so you could have him eating rice. Uh, he comes with a hand that is like nonchalantly holding a cigarette. And then an arm, like a lower arm piece, like an elbow down piece that doesn't have a hand. It has like a little bit of 
his wrist and hand, but it's just mm-hmm. like a little stump because he comes with uh, a jacket. Like you could remove um, his jacket, but like the sleeves are his arms. Um, but the rest of the jacket is like a flexible vinyl kind of plastic. So you could pull that off and replace it with a different jacket piece that is kind of pulled back as a jacket would be if you had your hand stuck in your pants pocket. And in his waist uh, piece, there's a little slit where you could stick that little nub from the end of his arm in, and it looks like he has his hand in his pocket. All right. And then I did a series of pictures where he looks all kind of hanging out, smoking a cigarette with his hand in his pocket, and then he realizes that his hand's just a little stump, and he's screaming in agony. (laughs) (laughs) Which ends with him with his arms and jacket removed and his just little articulation stumps. <laughs> um, I don't know how to send you the whole post, but if you scroll far enough back in my uh, Twitter feed, you'll find the little photo essay I did. I'll go digging. Um, so he's just kind of a interesting figure. Like, I just really like the idea of having just like this normal guy. <laughs> he's, just this guy yeah. in a suit. He's bystander his... man. Right. So I was looking at it on Amazon uh, when we were talking about it and like the recommended pictures. Uh, Banjo just walked in. He wants attention. Hello. Heard him meowing. Oh, there he goes again. Um, so like the frequently bought together thing is that what is your problem, dude? <laughs> <laughs> just walking around meowing for no reason. You've been fed. I'm Banjo! I'm Banjo! I'm Banjo! Put him up on my lap. Maybe that's what he wants. Um, So the frequently bought together thing down on the page had, like, this dude wearing a black suit with a camcorder for a head. Mm -hmm. And when I clicked on that, the frequently bought together was another dude in a suit with a, like, a red siren light for a head. And I was like, what the hell is this crap? Yeah, at the and time, he, you were asking me, like, are, do these guys go with the weird normal guy in a suit? Yeah. And because, uh, like, as far as, well, because, like, I don't remember this guy in the suit's name, except for the fact that um, on the box, it was, like, Japanese first name, Japanese last name, standard helping version. Yeah. And I was like, so is this guy, like, from a manga or something where, he, like, he's a normal guy and crazy crap, like, dudes with siren heads show up or something? <laughs> But you explained to me what the deal was. Yeah, these uh, two guys, I forgot their names now. They're from No More, which was a series of uh, the things that would play before movie plays, where they tell you, please don't film the film, don't pirate the movie. So in Japan, the way they did that was a guy with a camera for a head kept trying to pirate the movie, and then a security officer with a siren for a head would keep coming after him. And they're basically two guys just wearing suits with gloves. Um, I think they're real. I have, I have uh, little 66 millimeter versions of these guys. That I love, but uh, they did make more toys during this really brief, like, I think, like, three-month craze about these guys. (laughs) Yeah, so they were fairly inexpensive on Amazon, so I just went for it. Like, especially when you suggested, like, well, you know, if they're just suits and they have ball joint heads, most likely you just pop them heads off. And you can pop them heads off. Yeah. Um, The, their neck joint is tiny, though. It's so little. Um. 
So I did do a couple images um, where I stuck other heads on them, but I had to like kind of do stuff to make the heads stay on. Like, so I just <laughs> sent you a picture where I stuck Captain America and uh, Iron Man's heads on, and uh, I actually just used some scotch tape. Yeah. Kind of just balled up to take up space. Um, that didn't occur to me when we had that conversation that SH fig arts do not use ball socket joints for necks the same way that most six inch figures do. Yeah, no, and I'm not surprised that it's different. It's just, I was surprised how tiny the joints were. Yeah. They were like scary small, um, where I was a little nervous popping off the camera head because there was also, there's also like a hinge inside up inside and it was hard to see up inside the camera and i was worried that it was all like connected together and wouldn't just pop off and so i kind of gently tugged on it and it popped off entire spinal cord just comes out with (laughs) yeah or i just snap it now everything's broken um so they're weird little figures and they come with big no more stickers in the box and on the back of the sticker are like suggested places where you could put your no more sticker. Ah! And one of them was on your rear view mirror of your car. <laughs> like not on the mirror part, like on the housing for the mirror. Yeah, let people know. Yeah, no yeah, more. No more. On you your don't car. stand for piracy. And then I found um, three of those PSAs. I don't know if there's more. But so like the first one is in a movie theater. Camera dude like flips out the uh the little uh viewfinder screen on the side of his head and starts filming the movie until siren man comes in and drags him away then like they show camera head man downloading movies until siren head man shows up and drags him away but then like all the other ones start getting crazy <laughs> like they get more and more nuts as you would expect things from japan would do um so it gets the like their big dance numbers with like ten siren head men and ten camera head guys <laughs> like doing some bizarre interpretive dance to denote being arrested for movie piracy. And the versions I found they had a subtitle translation of what the narrator's telling you, uh, like up to ten years of hard labor for movie <laughs> piracy. I was like, man, Japan don't mess around. <laughs> Hard labor for 10 years? Yikes. For downloading a BitTorrent? Yee. So I got a, I got a little tangent from that. Um, so th- those Bugman shows we watch, you know, as they air. Who's we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Who's, who's yeah. We? Yeah, me and my mouse. Um, when you when we get them, right, it's like high, these high definition encodes or something that just aired in Japan. There were sometimes periods where the the HD version didn't come out. It was just like crappier captures. And there was this period where it became a fear. I'm kind of half remembering now. It became a fear that all the the, the regular high def uh, TV capture people in Japan either went underground or had gotten arrested. Because apparently in Japan, uh, ripping TV onto your hard drive and then uploading it for other people to download at that time, at least a couple of years ago, was a super deep offense that you could face a real harsh penalty for. Like, they take their um, copyright stuff for their media super seriously over there. And that's my that's my input I got. Suddenly there's all these more pictures! What, what the... 
Oh, that's the stump hand. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like his little <laughs> flipper hand. He's just like, ah, oh no, he has no arms. <laughs> He's not even a real full torso either. <laughs> no. What are you going to do? Put a whole full, full to- torso under a jacket that's covered up forever? He looks like he's having a really bad day. Yep. Oh, man. It's like, please, please wake me up. Please just tell me this is a dream. I don't care if it's not. Just tell me. I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it for toys. Cool. I can um, tell you about other crazy things we did on our vacation, but... Uh, give me, give me, a. Give me a, a summarized wrap up. Uh, we went to Pinball Museum. Mm-hmm. We went to two different tiki bars. Two. And the, the we took the Lagunitas beer tour. I saw a lot of pictures of that. Yeah, Lagunitas was pretty cool. Uh, I had done the tour before, and that was like at least three years ago. And the tour is kind of structured differently now, but. You kind of the same stuff happens. You get a bunch of samples, and then you hear the whole story about the company, and then you do the walking part of the tour where they show you around the facility. Um, hmm. But once we went, uh, what was it? Uh, Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Um, there weren't that mon- many people to begin with, and then in between the talking slash sample free sample and the walking part of the tour. Most of the people left. So there weren't very many of us left for the walking part of the tour, which the tour guy said, cool. Now I can take you somewhere that we don't, we can't take people when there's too many of you. We're going to go to the bottling line. Good thing all those booze hounds got lazy. Yeah. Well, and they missed out because when we're in where the bottling happens, so it's like, crazy conveyor belts everywhere and bottles are whipping around going down the conveyor belts and there's other conveyor belts with like whole cases cruising along and it's super loud and bananas and so we're the there's no explanation of what's happening because you can't hear the damn woman talk uh it's so noisy but she goes over and like she does like kind of yell like oh this is blah 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 he's in charge of the line and blah 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 whatever she says it was super hard to hear then they kind of huddle up and they're talking and then the dude gets up from where he was sitting and he walks over and he grabs like this big rolling table and he takes it over to the where the bottles are whipping by and he just starts grabbing bottles off and cracking them all open and we were just all given a bottle of Lagunitas little something like straight off the line like the labels weren't applied yet Uh, but they were cold (laughs) <laughs> but they didn't have their labels yet. And then we were taken outside, drink them. Uh, but we couldn't go any farther. Like they weren't going to just let us leave with the unlabeled bottles. <laughs> but like she pointed out like the, the date and time stamp, and she goes, Oh, so it's dated. Um, uh, when it was produced. So it's the Julian calendar. So it's like, I forget exactly what the number was, but it's like 156, which is today's date. Um, and then this number here is the time that it was bottled. Um, and it's like 20, uh, 32. So does anyone know what that is in military time? And the dude shouts out the answer. She goes, yeah, 20 minutes ago. This was bottled 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and we're like, awesome. 
So Brash. That, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's and, cool. Uh, and the tiki bars were fun. One of them was a little cheesier than the other. Um, I was going to compare one, or I was going to use three dots and a dash to try to describe one of them to you, and then I remembered you decided not to come along when we That's were right. in Chicago. I got tired, and I had a, an equally, in my opinion, a magical <laughs> evening. I, I hung out with the uh, in the couch space where a bunch of the artists were catching up on commissions, and it was a uh -huh. really cool, creative space. So I'm not able to go to TFCon this year again in Chicago. Were you going to go? I'm, uh, unless something comes up, I'm really pretty sure I'm going to go. All right. Well, if there's a group planning on going back to Three Dots and a Dash and you don't have other plans, I would recommend checking it out. Oh, it sounded super fun. Yeah, I you think did. you'd like the super chill vibe. I'm just, I have this, I really like that hotel. Like the lobby area of that hotel. Yeah, the lobby area is so, good. Yeah. The restaurants in that hotel were awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, no one went to the restaurants beyond oh, like breakfast. Wait. No, I'm thinking of Dallas. No, yeah, no, no. Yes, well, just, I am thinking of the place in Chicago. Yeah, just no one was went. Awful. No, I, it was I, really I, expensive and gross. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> in the restaurant for about two minutes tops. Like, I never even, I, I never had to be in there to hang out with anyone. Like, everyone just ordered in deep dish or did something else dumb. And uh, just, I like that lobby a lot. I really like that lobby. <laughs> so relaxing. Um,. I have one little off-topic thing I can throw in at the end here. That's not even toys. Uh, Seth, have you ever heard of a game called Dark Souls? Yes. So I bought Dark Souls a long time ago on a Steam sale for, like, pennies or whatever and forgot about it. And Dark Souls 3 is out, and a whole bunch of people are talking about it. And uh, I was watching uh, a load of Hoopla on Twitter uh, playing through Dark Souls 1 as kind of a lead-up to Dark Souls 3. And I was like, I wonder if I have Dark Souls. Like, everyone's talking about Dark Souls right now. Giant Bomb's got all this Dark Souls stuff. Northern Lion's got all this Dark Souls stuff. I want to see if... I have Dark Souls, so I started playing Dark Souls. Turns out I kind of I kind of like Dark Souls. Uh, I'm up to the to the famed Ornstein and Smo uh, fight, where you fight two very hard guys at the same time. Kind of stuck there. But, to brag, uh, I also, on my first attempt... When I actually saw the archers, because I got I got poked off a building by those little silly dragon things. But in An Orlando, there's this infamous run up a tower where two archers are shooting giant person-sized arrows at you. And everyone laments that segment as one of the hardest in the game. Did it my first time. Boom. I'm a Dark Souls expert. I'm not. But uh, yeah, I'm digging it. So now I'm, I'm becoming one of those people. Um, other than that, I think that's a show. Uh, Seth, thank you for joining me. Sure. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be part of the collective. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to challenge fate. I'm going to challenge Weibo. Probably not going to be any news for a while now that we, you know, not only are we far away from San Diego Comic-Con, but also all of the reveals have leaked. So we're probably going to just have some listener question heavy stuff next week. This is not going to be any big news next week. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but until then, stay tuned for more Transformers podcasting on this Transformers podcast. Me and Seth, we'll see you later, won't we? Oh, wait. Seth and I. Me and Seth. Arrogant. Me and, me and Seth. Self-absorbed arrogant. 
pile of garbage. We're gonna see you later, me and Seth will. <laughs> Ain't that right, Seth and me? Yep. Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay. <laughs>